We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. We Alone by Alice Walker. We Alone can devalue gold by not caring if it falls or rises in the marketplace. Wherever there is gold, there is a chain, you know. And if your chain is gold, so much the worse for you. Feathers, shells, and C-shaped stones are all as rare. This could be a revolution, to love what is plentiful as much as what is scarce. Man, you do that good. Oh, come on. Don't build me up too much. Let's, um, let's start with a title. Right? Break it down. We alone. Right? Like an instant juxtaposition. Like, how can you be we and alone at the same time? Right? Because alone usually means you're by yourself. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I, because I'm a teacher, I put this in context of being a teacher. And I asked my students, I said, So are you alone right now? They're like, No, we are all here. I was like, Yeah, but we are a class, but you're all individuals. And it makes all of us as individuals to make a we. And I kind of thought as my classroom is kind of like a we, but each person is their own little desk, their own little island as an individual. And they're all alone doing their work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Because I think when you define, to your point, when you define we, what does that mean? Because you can be with others and be we and still have a whole bunch more they. And the we can be so small that you can feel like you're alone, right? Like just because there's other people there doesn't mean necessarily that you feel seen, that you feel valued even. Oh, for sure. Okay. So this next part, we talk about value, right? We alone can devalue gold by not caring if it rises or falls, flipped, whoops, in the marketplace. Um, this isn't a talk about in the marketplace, but so much as the value, right? What do we think is worth something. As, as an economics teacher, I, I love this. Uh, as I read through the poem, I was like, oh, I, I, I tell my kids all the time, why do you value money? Why do you value those shoes? Why did you pay $200 for those AirPods? They don't really have any value except for the value that we assign and give them. And I always teach them, there's only one thing that is should be valuable, and it's your time. Because that's one thing you don't get more of. There's even a term in the stock market called the gold standard, right? And you can literally invest in materials in the stock market. Like you can buy like corn futures and wheat. You Coffee, can buy com gold, companies. silver. But yeah, yeah, you can buy gold. And like, I've never understood it. Like I don't get buying materials because it's like when, when I look at gold, I'm like, like gold's not going to make profit. It only becomes more valuable if other people want it. And that's what's kind of scary about it, but it keeps going up and up. There's more and more people. There ain't more and more gold, right? There's more and more demand for the less and less, I guess, materials, right? Like there's more demand than there is supply, right? To your economics thing. 
And, and that that's just mind blowing to me that like this thing doesn't change, but because people want it more, then suddenly it becomes more valuable. It's all about supply and demand. There is a finite amount of gold on our planet and it's used as so many different things. And I think that comes back to a lot of stuff is back to the poem. It says we can devalue gold by not caring if you don't give it some type of value. But a lot of times these things that, that we give value to of shoes, food, these are necessities that you need for life. But I think things that have no value that we don't care about, like in modern times, if, if this poem was rewritten, I think it would say we alone can devalue cryptocurrency by not caring. Because that's something that, again, gold is something physical. You can touch that. You can turn that into jewelry. You can turn that into a coin. You, you, you can turn that into, you know, parts for a computer, but something like cryptocurrency, it's not tangible. There's nothing to touch there. So it has no value. And by us not caring, we can make it rise and fall. And that literally just happened in our society because people are like, we don't see value in this. And it literally just dropped out of the marketplace and lost all of its value. Trillion dollars gone like that because there's nothing tangible like gold. So it was very interesting that Alice Walker picked one of the most prominent, tangible, physical objects that have been, that's been valued for thousands of years in our cultures across all cultures at all time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it goes on to describe it as, as a chain, right? So much the worse for you. And I'm sure you've heard about like, um, corporate America tends to be one of the broad stroke comment here, but a higher paying job overall. Right. And the idea is that they call it the golden handcuffs, because a lot of people feel their soul crushed. They don't get to express themselves. They don't get to do what they want to. They have to do this exact job the way it's intended to do for corporate America. Again, broad stroke. And they call it the golden handcuffs. People will sell their soul and live a life where they're miserable and hate their job because it pays well, right? The idea is that I will sell out my time, the thing I don't get anything back on, because it gives me money and money is theoretically valuable. And those are the, those are why they call it the golden handcuffs. But they do it for themselves or do they do it for someone else? Because in the poem it says, so much the worse for you. And I think the you is not a singular you. Going back to the beginning of the poem, the name of the poem, we alone, that you is a we. That's, that's a you as in like you people as in your family that you would restrict yourself because you're doing something out of love. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I thought about like the chains of people working together, like the, the, the chains that bond us as, as a family or as a unit. Yeah. I mean, there's always it's hard to make broad stroke comments like when we make these comments, because I know there's always that one person. But, but I'm in this situation. It's like, I get it. I see you. But we also have to have this this conversation here because there's a lot of different perspectives in life. And I think that's what this next little stanza section speaks to. It says, feathers, shells, and C-shaped stones are always rare. And if you go back to like 16th century Spain, guess what? Feathers, hell of a lot more valuable than some of those other things, right? Like depending on what you want in a culture or what, what is rare in that area could be a hell of a lot more valuable. And there's a time and there's a place where feathers were more valuable. Fun little history lesson here. Come on over to Crypto's History Corner. Uh, 
one of the richest men that ever lived uh, probably was wealthier than even Elon Musk. It's hard to say what the value of gold was a thousand years ago, but Mansa Musa in Africa um, and, and others traveled around and they spent so much gold in Africa and in Europe. They actually devalued it where gold became less valuable than things of like silver. And so when the Spanish started exploring the world, they wanted silver more than gold because it had almost become more valuable and, and useful for making coinage, which was becoming the standard at the time period 500 years ago uh, of, of a currency that was that was more valuable. So and, and things change, I think, on our perspective and what we see and give value to. Again, that that piece of cotton in your pocket, it, it, it has a one or a five or a hundred on it. It only has value because we say it does. And and funny enough, history lesson again, that it, money used to be set on the gold standard, but it's not anymore. We don't have a gold mm -hmm. standard. Right, right. Do you think that value is culture-oriented? Yes and no. I think it depends on when the culture is, where the culture is. Uh, I think that there can be subsects within, within inside of a culture based on uh, religion, usefulness. Um, I, I think that, again, to paint those broad pictures, those broad strokes, it would be wrong to say that because what is valuable to me won't be valuable to you. I got a lot of things in my closet here that are just cardboard and plastic that have a lot of value to me because there's sentimental value attached to it because it's part of my childhood. Um like you said, there's so much to say. I think you touched on religion, right? Like how religions uh, can be life and death things for some people. And you go to another culture that that's not the dominant religion there, that they couldn't care less about your religious texts, right? Like they're irrelevant. They're just pieces of paper. They're not true to those people, you know, and even uh, justice. When we think about like women's rights and women's, you know, values, it's important, I think, to some cultures that 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 should be equalized, right? And, and some are pushing for that and trying to make sure that that's something that is protected. And then there's some cultures that are squashing it and trying to say, no, women don't have the same rights of men in all of these different situations. So it, it's hard to say where is a universal form of value to a lot of different things. And it, it, it's challenging, I think, to our own nature to even consider that if I've got 10 of these things, but none of these, and I see one of those walking around the street, like, well, I got to go for that because I've got lots of extras of these, right? How do you rewire your brain from a scarcity perspective? And I don't even know if you can, right? But that's an interesting question, I think, from this poem. Back to our economics again, that's the first lesson that I teach my kid is that economics is the study of scarcity. And I always tell them the little, you know, adage that gold is worthless to a, a thirsty man in the desert. And like you said, I think that the values that we have are different from person to person because it goes back to that alone status of, of the title of the poem. And that if you lose power in your house, your phone is one of the least most valuable things you have now. Food water, those things become much more valuable uh, that, that you need. But if you're stranded somewhere and you need to make a call to get your tire changed, then your phone becomes your most valuable thing if it's working. Uh, so I, I think that it comes back to a lot of times we take things for granted that we have based on what we see as a necessity or valuable to us right now. And those things are always changing. Um, so I don't think that 
there is ever set a, 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 a anything that is ever going to be valuable or not. It's always going to be what's valuable to you. How do you learn to look past scarcity? And I don't know if we can. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the challenge is, is how do you get past that? I mean, think of something like love. You love your wife. You love your son. But you do only have so much time. You really do only have so much love to give. Yeah. As long as life is finite, there will always be, I think, a challenge of scarcity. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Maybe I should end on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Alice Walker playlist down below. Hope you check out some more of our talks because she's a killer writer. We love covering her stuff. Plenty more from her to come in the future. Una out. Peace.